Welcome to your midweek pick-me-up. This is Mind, Body, Purpose with April Judd and Michelle Stevenette. Each episode provides three tangible ways to improve your life. One to nourish your mind, one to connect to your body, and one to live in your purpose. This is where you find confidence to go so you can have confidence to be. We're so glad you're here. Hey, before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that for the month of June, we are going to be discussing some principles from one of my absolute all-time favorite yogi books. And we wanted to give you a heads up in case you are interested in following along with the book. So the book is called Yamas and Niyamas. And don't let kind of the title that you know nothing about sways you into not listening to this book because it is amazing and incredible and one that you'll want to listen to over and over again. It comes in short bite-sized chapters that are digestible and doable and so incredible. So incredible in fact that we are taking them and internalizing them and turning it into many episodes for you. The book is by Deborah Adele, and you can find it on Amazon. It's a really affordable paperback book, and this is a book that I have read multiple times. In fact, it'll probably be one that I will read at least once a year because I love it that much. So if you're interested, you can get this book for free if you want to use our Audible trial. So if you'll go to audibletrial.com slash mindbodypurpose, you can sign up for a free trial and join right along with us as we kind of dissect some of the principles we've learned from this amazing book. To be honest, you will probably want a hard copy of it, however, just because you're going to want to make notes and highlight stuff. It's true. I started with the Audible version, loved it, and ended up with the hard copy so that I could listen to the Audible version on the go and the hard copy for when I wanted to highlight and digest. So I think both are fabulous. This way you can get it for free and see what you like about it. And if you do want to invest, then go ahead and head over to Amazon and get it that way as well. But I'd recommend both. Yeah. My husband actually just read it and he loves it. We're doing a family book club with it. So highly, highly, highly recommend. Also, in other terms of some podcast business, Michelle and I are so excited to let you know that we'll be doing some in-person workshop events this summer. And bouncing. I'm so excited. (laughs) We're so excited. We're excited to meet some of you. So if you are local to the Utah area, keep on, or if you're visiting the Utah area at all this summer, we're going to be posting these things on our Instagram account and also announcing here on the podcast. So make sure that you subscribe. And if there is anyone that you think would be fun to come to a workshop live event with us, then send them our podcast and have them subscribe as well so that you don't miss when the tickets go on sale. Yes. Bring a buddy with you. It's going to be so, so fun. And enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to Mind Body Purpose. Hi. Hey, this is Michelle Stevenette and April Judd, and we are here for episode number 48. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so this month we've been talking about uh, feelings of inadequacy mm-hmm. and using our mind body purpose takeaways to help us um, kind of overcome and deal with those a little bit better honestly, Mm -hmm. in life. And so just to recap, today we're going to talk about the purpose. Yes. Which is so awesome and I'm really excited about it. But just to recap really quickly, for the mind, trust in who you are. And for the body, choose unity over comparison. And for the purpose, experience every phase as sacred. So one thing that we talked about several weeks ago that I so much love is this imagery of the moon and this little statement that like the moon, no matter what phase you are in, you are still whole. And we talked about that a bit a few episodes back, but 
Today, as we talk about experiencing every phase is sacred, I like to maybe have that as sort of a backdrop to this conversation because it's so easy, I think, to look at ourselves when we're maybe not our best selves or look at phases of our life that feel really incomplete or feel less than or feel difficult and to think that it's not whole. And I just love the perspective of realizing if we can think of that as sacred in some way, then it does feel more whole. It does feel like even the imperfect aspects, even the difficult, even the completely unjust parts of life can somehow be serving a sacred purpose for us. And in the context of that, a few months ago, I, so I have a daughter who is a young single adult and a few months ago, she made a really heart-wrenching, courageous decision to call off her wedding three weeks prior to when it was scheduled. And when she announced that this was called off, we did feel peaceful about it. And we also just had such heavy hearts because we love so much the relationship and we love so much both of the individuals involved. And Although it felt like this was the decision that felt like she needed to make, it also was really sad and it was really hard. And the night before what would have been her wedding day, she told me that she wished she could push the fast forward button on life because this was a really challenging season. It was really difficult to navigate the shift, the dynamics in the relationship and a shift into, you know, a different way of operating when she had kind of the rest of her life, in a sense, kind of laid out in front of her what she thought was going to be. And then to have that swept away and for the future to be a lot less certain and really unknown. And just that feeling of, I wish I could just push the fast forward button on life kind of sat with me in my heart and I I felt that desire. I I understand that feeling of just wanting to get through this part, wanting this part to be over already. And I think that there's maybe many times that this might feel the case when we are experiencing something that the next morning I wrote in my journal about this feeling and how I understand. I get it. I totally get wanting to be done with something that's really hard, wanting to be over this mountain, over this hard spot through it already. And as I was journaling about this, I realized that in thinking of this situation, if we like this, this idea of experiencing every phase is sacred changes the perspective quite a bit, changes the the rush to be through it. And some of the things that I wrote down in my journal that day were just maybe some of the lessons that I felt like I was experiencing because of this situation that was that maybe this is when we're being taught to be still and know, <laughs> being taught to turn more to our inner wisdom and to our heavenly help as well, our divine connection, that straight and narrow, our own access to divine help. And I wrote in my journal that maybe this is a time to just 
allow the course of events and allow the hand of heavenly parents. We kind of spoke about this a little bit about trusting in their ability to help us also just to allow all of the feelings. It's so easy to want to push away the hard feelings and try and talk ourselves out of it, just really more out of a place of compassion of wanting to help us feel better sooner. But sometimes we actually need to feel those things, right? Like it's appropriate. And to also find beauty in the experience because there is beauty in gaining experience. And I know that as we go through experiences, it is possible for them to be consecrated for our good. It is possible for them to serve a purpose. It is also possible for them to weigh us down for the rest of our lives. But if we turn to God, if we turn trust in ourselves, and if we have that divine connection and we have that hope and that faith and that trust, then they really can be experienced as something that is sacred. I love that because I think it reframes things in a way. I think a lot of times when we're going through something difficult, we feel helpless. Yeah. Like there's nothing I can do here. Um, and, and that's so uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to feel helpless and powerless in a situation and to just want to, like Ashley said, push the fast forward button to get past this. But I think that if we can know that the experience could be sacred, that that phase that we're in in that particular moment could help us trust more fully in our heavenly parents and in what they have created in in this world and in our lives, I think that that feels like something we can do, right? That trust and that faith is is an active piece of what we can do. As you were talking, I was thinking that one of the times in my life that I really wanted to push fast forward was when I was experiencing infertility. I was having a really hard time wishing that I could get pregnant again, wishing that I had another little child and I, as I was doing these fertility treatments and going to appointments and tests and trying to figure out what was wrong, I really wished I could push fast forward. And at the same time, I got to have some extra one-on-one time with my youngest child in that moment. My youngest child was two and three. And I remember seeing a family picture that we had taken. Little did I know at the time, like I was actually pregnant and I had no idea at that moment, but I was holding on to this youngest child of mine and it came to me, if you would have had a baby when you wanted to or when you expected to, you wouldn't have had that one-on-one time with this one. You wouldn't have had that. And so that felt a little bit like, okay, faith in my heavenly parents. And while what I was experiencing was painful and honestly kind of awful and was definitely a time where a lot of things were unknown, knowing that my heavenly parents had a kind of like a plan for me, right? Like I had my own specific path to be on. And that's not saying, I think that sometimes we think 
oh, like just trust that God's timing is not our timing. And that's really hard to hear when you want something so desperately that you feel like is a good thing. Right? Yeah. Especially when you hear talk like, oh, if you're faithful, you'll get all of the blessings. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah, just I've heard that so many times in different settings at church or what have you. And and then it make that statement, although I can that I do believe that there's a thread of truth in it, I do also feel like it can make you feel like, well, I guess I'm not faithful enough. I guess mm-hmm. I'm something's wrong with me. This isn't working, I guess. Inadequate. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Even yeah. my faith is inadequate. Yeah, yeah. And Having this perspective of that every phase is sacred, I feel like that is what gives me the opportunity to find find the beauty in the moments that I'm in and to look for the hand of God in my life more fully. And I feel like, I mean, we're speaking about every phase, but I just love the word sacred. And I think that when we're in that space of noticing things that are sacred, it actually makes all of life feel much more purposeful. All of the parts of it, all of the things, all of the people, all of the experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the hard, the all of it then becomes this masterpiece. It becomes this big symphony of God's magnificence of him turning messes into masterpieces. And I love just knowing, having that faith, that belief, that trust that that's what God does is turns master messes into masterpieces. Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the things I was thinking of when we consider every phase as sacred, I was thinking of the Holy Week and all of the experiences and each specific moment that our Savior had to experience, right? Mm. And there were times that he wanted to get out of it. He wanted to push that fast forward button in the garden of Gethsemane. Do I have to do this? This phase is sacred. Everything that he had to experience is sacred. And I think that will also help us mentally and emotionally to know that the savior also experienced phases that were difficult and that were amazing and each phase was vital and each phase was important and had the opportunity to connect us to our heavenly parents. Yeah. This is one of those concepts where maybe if it's not completely sitting as true I feel like questions can be really useful. Like, how might this be true? How might this phase be sacred? I mean, I think of my sweet parents that are retired and have a different life experience now than they have for most of their life. And, and you know, they've spent a lot of their years serving in different capacities and in callings and in missions and doing all of these things. And now they're not doing as much of those things. And I think it's easy in that kind of situation to begin to feel like, well, I guess 
guess we're done. You know, <laughs> guess and, I'm just here to endure. Guess it's the, like the endure to the, the end, end part. Like I hear I'm going for right. it. Like I'm here at the end. Yeah. And but I think that's sad. Is like there a way to think of this phase too as special and sacred and vital, like you said. Yeah. And, and one thing I, I think of is as we're thinking about enduring to the end, I think it's important to keep an eternal perspective. And I love that we do that as a congregation, as a church, and as a gospel. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we have kind of this lens of eternity, which is awesome and lovely. But one thing I've been thinking about recently is don't, in quote unquote, endure to the end at the expense of right now. Yeah. At the expense of living right now. Because every phase is sacred. Yeah. I don't believe our heavenly parents want us to just white knuckle it to the end and then magically things will be better. I think part of learning how to be heavenly is by learning that now in the moments that we're right in at the moment. I truly believe that, you know, that what they say, home can be a heaven on earth. But I think, which is also kind of funny, I'm not sure if you've been in my home, but I do think that a little bit of what if, what if a little bit of heaven is how we interact right now? What if, mm-hmm. what if heaven is part of heaven is what we are experiencing here in, in these moments, right? I think being able to experience heaven requires our agency to, in some aspects, create our own. Ooh, because there's like no way that we're all of a sudden we're going to endure to the end get there and then be like hey remember how i hated life on earth i'm gonna love this though <laughs> well, we're, we're taught that it's line upon line precept upon precept and i think sometimes we have this magical mystical thinking that like oh at some future point i'm going to fast forward and become a different version of who god created me to be and i don't know that that's how it works i think that we continue to progress line upon line, mm-hmm. little here, a little bit here, a little bit there. And it's not like we're magically transformed into a heavenly person at some point. I think we become it. Right. And that kind of reminded me of what we talked about last week, which is kind of that epiphany that I personally had when it comes to repentance and to have mm-hmm. a fresh view on things and how yeah. it's like over and over and over again in like a very small capacity. Yeah. Right, to deal with that. Yeah. If you didn't listen to that, you gotta go back. Okay. <laughs> listen to April's Epiphany on Repentance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go back through our takeaways. So today we did the purpose, which is experience every phase is sacred, but let's go back over all three of them, beginning with our mind takeaway. So for the mind, this month has been to trust in who you are. And for the body, choose unity over comparison. And for the purpose experience every phase as sacred. Okay. I'm going to choose one again because now that we've kind of like recapped on all of them. Yes. And I'm going to go back to the beginning of where I think it all builds from in being able to part with feelings of inadequacy. And that is to trust in who I am. And so I'm going to concentrate this week, especially on recentering myself and having that reminder. I don't know, maybe it's like a daily affirmation for me or something. And just really knowing at my core, believing and having faith in my ability to handle things because I am a daughter of heavenly parents, because I have God and divinity inside of me. 
I love that so much. I'm going to actually mirror that. I High five. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I find so many times in my life, I have had little subtle experiences where I start to feel inadequate and it helps me. I have felt myself tangibly shift in the energy of my body by recentering and coming back to that remembrance of trusting in who I am. And it makes all the difference in the world. It really does. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us this month for our discussion of, you know, combating feelings of inadequacy. Hopefully you've gained some skills, some abilities to face it a little more confidently. Absolutely. And we will see y'all next week for a brand new topic. Bye. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and invest in yourself. We truly believe confident, caring women like you are changing the world.